Oh, I'm sorry. Hunter, Hunter, is that you? Uh, yes, it is I, younger brother. Oh, forgive me. I wasn't aware of your presence. I was transcendent, conversing spiritually with the Oracle at Delphi. Oh, astral projection. That is cool. And yes. also hip. As our listeners are well aware, Carl Pooling is prescient, omnipresent, omnipotent. We see the future. We are the future. Last night, Tuesday, we recorded an episode about the lab leak hypothesis. And today, Anthony Fauci's emails dropped. What <laughs> timing. Oh, man. It's good to call your shot and become instantly vindicated. Yes, so Hunter, it felt very good. Oh, so good. So I wanted to, I know, I know we're just learning about these things, but I wanted to record a little addendum to the beginning of our episode because it's kind of a breaking news announcement. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I believe I'm the only one of us in an actual car at the moment, correct? That's absolutely true. So this is kind of like return to, return to form. So that's, that's good. This is 50% strength. Carl <laughs> Half cut. There you go. Half-cut um, Carl Pooling. It's the, me- the methadone of car noises to help get you off of it. I love uh, it. I love it. All right. So, Hunter, let me give you the skinny because I've been looking at it this morning. Sure. There's basically three main things we learned from this email and then one very questionable email that we should talk about very quickly and okay. then some hypothesis. And to let everyone know, this doesn't change our interpretation in this episode. It just makes it far more severe, I would say. Okay. So, okay. three things we learned from this, these emails. One is that Dr. Fauci learned about the lab leak hypothesis as early as the end of January. In fact, he was told specifically that there were portions of the sequence of COVID-19 that appeared to be engineered. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is January 2020. Yeah. Uh, n- no. Yes. I'm doing math. Yes, indeed, Hunter. January 2020. Wow. wow. That's incredible. Right. Right at the beginning. Um, so hold on to that. Then okay. in early February, two important emails to discuss. Now, let's be fair. There was thousands of emails in the stump. We're just getting into them. And it's reasonable that Fauci didn't take every email seriously. Although all of these that I'm discussing now, it appears that he either replied to or forwarded. So at least read in theory. Okay. Right. Second email is talking about research going on in Wuhan. And it specifically discusses funding for projects that were stopped stopped after what they call the gain-of-function research pause, but were later approved by the NIH. So if you don't know what gain-of-function research is, listen to the episode, but remember that way back in February, Fauci was made aware of a potential connection between American dollars and NIH funding. I'm sorry, American dollars, NIH funding, and gain-of-function research in China. Wow. So, so Christopher, do, do we know when that pause happened? No. Um, okay. I, I don't. I, we could okay. probably do some more research on it, but breaking news. Okay. 
sure. So there, so it's definitely related to some of this stuff. Did it happen? You know, did they stop before COVID nineteen got into the wild? Did they stop after that happened? You know, those are all like really critical questions to understand what's what's going on there and what they could shed some light on what Anthony Fauci knew. But people should just hold this in their mind while they listen to our episode more than anything. Right. I think. Well, it removes a lot of of Fauci's potential backdoors and and excuses for his behavior, I would say. Sure, 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 sure. It makes it pretty clear what he could potentially be trying to keep people from looking at. Right. So so to build the the build the theory, he knew about parts of the gene structure that other scientists were saying looked genetically modified mm-hmm. um, or, or engineered. He knew the, about a potential for NIH uh, dollars going to gain a function research. Third thing. He was told by an epidemiologist on the ground in China that the numbers were totally wrong. China was not reporting their numbers properly. China was was lying about the death counts. They had stopped counting. They were trying to save face on the world stage. And this is back in February, which you'll remember. Um, you'll remember. Go down to Chinatown month. Yeah, exactly. And and Fauci was carrying water for China. So was the WHO, and he was wow. aware that. At that point, someone tried to warn him that these numbers were nonsense. And that's incredibly important to to remember and recall. This is this is also even worse in light of the fact that Anthony Fauci has since been since, since testified about gain of function research and cooperation with China, where he basically says that he had no mechanism for knowing whether or not China was using those dollars for gain of function research. But he did have people on the ground telling him that China was lying to him about the virus. Very right. curious behavior. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, then back in March, late March, early April, there was one more email that was important. It was from a director of a lab engaged in this type of research. And I'm not specific on the one at the moment that told Anthony, thank you for shutting down the lab leak hypothesis. Hmm. Just straight up in the email told him this. Yeah. So I know it's a lot of information in a short package. It does augment the episode that comes afterwards. So I want you to know it. And I want you guys to think about this too, Hunter. Why in the past two weeks has there been a resurgence of the acceptability of the lab leak hypothesis? It honestly didn't make a lot of sense to me. And sure, it kind of felt random. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point until now. Now it seems like, you know, Anthony's talking about it and saying, oh, yeah, this could be a thing, you know, because possibly BuzzFeed, you know, alerted them to, you know, some of the information that they were going to get out of these emails that was going to be released to the public. And, you know, they wanted to get ahead of it. BuzzFeed's been working on this FOIA request for over a year. Seriously. So they knew that the shoe was about to drop. The NIH and Anthony Fauci knew that the shoe was about to drop. Wow. My question to you is, did they know that these emails did two things? One, improved, bolstered the possibility of the lab leak hypothesis, and two, possibly tied NIH funding to Wuhan Center for Virology. And did they start talking about incorporating lab leak hypothesis to try to get ahead of the story? You know, the media told us that it was just to Donald Trump said it. So we freaked out and said it was a lie. Yes. Yes. But then why does it emerge now? And my, my, this is a theory. It's, it is it for me, it's 
Occam's razor. It's the simplest explanation for why now. Yeah. Yeah. No. NIH is trying to get ahead of a very, very bad narrative for them. Right. That's the thing I think that people need to hold on to is that, you know, some of this stuff with the Wuhan lab stuff, you know, felt probably conspiracy theorist like right near the beginning of this. But it's becoming more and more Occam's razor where, you know, there's no smoking gun, but we continue to have less and less evidence of something else. And as people listen to our show and as we discuss, you know, what science is and what it means a little bit more in depth on this episode, I think people should get a really good handle on why this is so compelling to so many people right now. And as we continue just to get more and more evidence pointing in the other direction, you know, it's just very clear what your elites are about. And we we hit this point at the end. But, you know, your elites don't really care about your safety. They're willing to gamble with your life. If, if what's if what's happening, what we think has happened has happened here, you know, they're willing to gamble with your life to get their message across. And that's or for their power or for their glory or whatever you want to put in there. But it's right. very scary times, man. And it's good but, to be uh, woke. Boom. Yeah, but it's it's potentially, you know, we said at the end of the episode to to proselytize the woke principles and and let's be clear there are people who follow the woke scriptures for the sake of following the woke scriptures but the the high priests of that of that cult are not about the message they don't care about the message what they care about is using the message to empower radical change and if if anthony fauci was was de-boosting this theory because it would help preserve his power and help shield him from facing the consequences of the NIH's actions. Mm-hmm. If it was self-preservation, for me, it's it's more naked and also much, much, much worse. And of course, we don't know that for sure, but it's becoming the simplest explanation to me. So. Yep. Yep. And it, it's a, we, new evidence would change our mind there, but we can also say where the evidence is leading us. So. Yep. Crazy stuff, dude. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. All right. Well, I hope that this this breaking news bulletin, you found it edifying. I hope it wasn't too disruptive. We'll shut up now. Hunter, drive safe and enjoy the rest of the show. This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs, as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. Well, Hunter, happy... Long weekend. Welcome back. Happy Memorial Day. Did you do anything fun over the break? Uh, yeah. Me and the wife went on a hike in the woods. And then proceeded on to do something fun, I assume. Yeah, we, uh, we purchased kayaks. You per- Wait, that's actually kind of cool. You purchased kayaks? Yeah, me Multiple and... Multiple uh, kayak? We got kayak for myself and kayak for the lady friend. Do they not uh, have a, a two-person kayak, or is that just a canoe? That it would be a canoe, I believe, although I have no idea. Gotcha. Uh, I have just begun to dip my toe into the kayak uh, lake. Well, you're supposed so. to put your whole butt in it. That is true. Um, I did learn there are, I don't know the exact, maybe it's submersive, but there are 
like full immersive kayaks, ones that you actually like sit in the hull of the kayak and ones that you sit upon kayaks. And there, there's a difference, you know, you're much more likely to get wet in the sit upon kayak. Wait, so uh, you just told me that two things that, and they're both miracles of capitalism <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Sure. One is that there is a consumer submarine that I can buy and I somehow <laughs> magically haven't. Okay. And that bewilders me. And the second thing is that there are people so adept at marketing that they are selling you a log that you can sit on <laughs> while holding an oar and people are actually buying it. That's just incredible. Yeah, both of those things that you said are completely true. Um, and there's no, nothing's been taken out of context at all. So, you know, fact check the media matters. Get that's, to it. That's awesome. Man, I, we'll talk more after the show about these fully submersible uh, interior hull kayaks. Well, it's, it's, it's not that crazy. It's just like, you know, like some kayaks are hollow, right? And you kind of stick your legs up into the front part of the boat, right? Well, until 30 seconds ago, I would have said all kayaks are hollow, but now I guess I know nothing about the kayak. Exactly right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're an amazing invention, Christopher. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, that's awesome. Are you going to ask me how my weekend was? It was no. fine. Oh. I played Cornhole, and <laughs> the name's never going to grow on me. It's always going to be like, oh, someone should clean it. It's I don't, a terrible name. I know. It doesn't make any sense either. I wonder if you used to fill the little bags with, with dried corn kernels. That's what I was about to say, yeah. I mean, like, maybe, but in its common iteration, it just doesn't it doesn't carry forward any spirit of the game. But I guess saying small polymer bead hole would be worse for well, like a million them, reasons. We call them bean bags. Yes, but that's not the medical term. Do you anyway, want to call it bean hole? <laughs> Everybody, welcome to Carpooling, the only show left on the internet. We thank you for joining us yet again. If you have a job, good luck keeping it. This is a show guaranteed to get you fired. That is our special guarantee to you. We talk about religion, psychology, politics, science, uh, everything that you're not allowed to have an opinion on at the dinner table. So, we appreciate you joining us once again. This this week, we are planning on having no large audio issues. Also, because of our issues last week, we had to skip a show. So, we thought we'd take a minute to say thank you to all of the families and friends of fallen soldiers this memorial day that's what memorial day is all about we enjoy freedoms because they sacrifice and you know hunter i i have a really i have a strict standard for heroism mm -hmm. you know i don't think that ever any just anybody who joins the force you know what i'm saying and, yes. and rides a desk yes. or does whatever is yes. a hero you know some some people have a job, and some people's job is with the military. I'll tell you what, though. Sure. In my job, I've never been asked to even to even engage in the potential for bodily harm. Um, right. And now you all know that I'm not a NASCAR driver or a wrestler. <laughs> but but seriously, um, there's parts, there's times, you know, no matter what your pretense for joining was, no matter what happened when you sign up, but but when the call goes forward okay, we're going in, 
uh, a lot of people would turn and run and a lot of people don't Absolutely. thank God for that. So yeah. thank you to all of our soldiers, especially the fallen soldiers who mm. had a mm-hmm. choice and made a choice to stand up for something bigger than themselves. Happy Memorial day to all of you. And, uh, we couldn't get it out last week, but hopefully it's early enough this week. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point, Chris. And, you know, there's a lot of people who have given a lot of sacrifices, uh, sacrifices that I didn't make in my life and that you didn't make in your life. And that was so that we could live the lives in America that we have now. Um, you know, it's it's an amazing thing to live in a free country, and it's an amazing thing to live in a country, uh, a free country that is protected by individuals willing to do so. It's truly a miracle. Um, and so we can't thank you guys enough. Absolutely. Well said. All right. With that uh, up front and on top of mind, let us now be disrespectful for an hour. Hunter, give us the roadkill. It's our favorite segment of the show. It's when we look at a bit of leftist idiocy that is already dead on the side of the road, and we laugh at it as we pass. Right. So this comes to us from uh, the Queen of America. No, not Dr. Jill Biden. She's the... She's America's wait, wait, doctor. Wait, wait, wait. I thought it was Dr. Anthony Fauci. Oh, excuse me. Wait, you're I'm... telling me he's straight? Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. That's I, news. I don't, don't know anything. I'm uh, that that his little old man white bowl cut looks makes George Takei look butch, and I mean I need to like I have to go vomit. <laughs> I mean like like diesel diesel fuel. And, and oh. denim, butch. Actually, that sounded gayer the longer I talked about it. All right, never mind. I don't know where I'm going with this. Okay, thank you for that trip. Um, back to the show. Uh, the, the vice president, uh, who I like to refer to as Queen of America, mm-hmm. Kamala Harris, uh, you know, just like us, Christopher, she wanted to participate in, you know, the rousing of the troops and remembering the holy high day of Memorial Day and what it means to America and the, the families who have invested so much and lost so much and tweeted out this just sterling gem uh, from the Twitter's vice presidential account, which says, enjoy the long weekend, period. And then was followed by just an amazing, <laughs> smiling picture of herself. Uh, I guess you can take that with you to enjoy the long weekend with. That's kind of nice. Um but yeah, it just really gets into the spirit Wait, of what we celebrate. That's it. Just that's, enjoy that, the long week, weekend. Here's a period of, or um, here's a picture <laughs> oh, no. of me. Oh. Yes, yeah, that's good. Dodge. Wait, okay. So, so Kamal Harris has two Twitter accounts, as far as I'm aware. She's got her like personal account, and then she has the VP account. That's correct. Which one did that come out from? The vice presidential account. <laughs> so, are you kidding like, me? No, I'm not. So you're like it's for awful. real, for real. The second in command of America's executive branch on Twitter on the world stage posted "Enjoy the long weekend" with a picture of herself. Yeah, that that happened, and it's still up. Like no apologies or anything like that. How unbelievably tone deaf, right? Like, yeah, and, and not only that, but but no one's that stupid that's not like a fire that intern thing that's just that's just almost open naked antagonism for america and the troops I mean, sure. that's, that's truly insane yeah yeah i mean it's just it's 
I mean, that's one of our, you know, sacred holidays that we get off. Sure, people, you know, take the day off and they go eat a brat and a burrito and, you know, a hamburger and, you know, they get queso all over the chips and spinach dip and, you know, shrimp fondue or whatever. But I'm not saying that you have to, like, spend the whole day in in penance and silence. Yes. But you are their boss, you moron. Like, right. literally, like, you are the the army, the military, the armed forces are part of the executive branch, and you are second in command of the executive branch. What are you doing? It's, uh, it's completely toned down. It's kind of the thing that you do, sweetheart. <laughs> That's right. That's so crazy. Um, the- but, but we knew she was tone deaf. I mean, you've heard her laugh before. The thing about it, too, that's so narcissistic is to post a picture of yourself, but not just a picture, like one that's clearly photoshopped or, or not photoshopped. I guess that's the wrong way to say, say it, but it has like a filter on it. It's been edited. It's been made to look nice. It puts all the focus on Kamala. All the rest of the image is blurry. Like, I mean, it's just incredibly it's just like, look at me, you know, I'm giving you a long weekend is kind of how it reads, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, it's ridiculous. You're welcome, and, worker, comrade. Right, exactly. That's so right. crazy. You know, it say a lot about, about Trump, but he he r- very seldomly didn't take death seriously, in my opinion. Uh, and you could say he said some callous things maybe about COVID, maybe about uh, POWs, different things like that are springing in my mind. However, uh, I think about... I think about um, the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I think about how seriously he took uh, Memorial Day and Veterans Day and the speeches that he gave on those events. I think about how he never missed an opportunity to salute the troops when he was uh, entering aircraft or or debarking aircraft. You know, people like to say he's a narcissist and an egomaniac. He is. But to to have subordinates under your care mm-hmm. that part of their job often involves going overseas and giving their life for the cause. Right. For you to be like, hey, enjoy the long... Like, he never did anything quite as narcissistic as that, I don't think. That's don't, just crazy. It, it's pretty wild, dude. It, you just would hope that people would have this... Uh, just just even to say, like, remember the fallen, you know, or something. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be a whole diatribe or speech. Yeah. You know, it could. It just needs to be a little acknowledgement to why that day exists, you know. That's, can we also talk for a minute about the fo- photo being photoshopped? Um, sure. I was thinking about this, you know, back in 2016 when Trump was running against Hillary. Do you realize, and I, we're talking about attractiveness and looks, but I thought about this over the weekend. Uh-oh. Do you realize that we were truly pitting up each other as pitting up against each other as far as who would be the first lady of the United States? Melania Trump and Bill Clinton? Wow. That's like a no-brainer, right? One yeah. speaks seven languages. She's been in Playboy. She's 100 foot tall and she's magical. And the other <laughs> one plays the saxophone and sometimes chases the the intern around the office. Just, he he would not have made for a very attractive first lady. Also, has there ever been a president that looked quite as co- as cokey as Bill Clinton? Um, no, there hasn't. He looks super cokey. I don't know. Howard Taft has a kind of a cokey vibe. Are you? Um, are you? Are you? Am I Taft? Off your chair, sir. 
<laughs> anyway, exactly let's right. let's go ahead and award a quick uh, long walk short pier award to Miss Kamal Harris. Yeah. This fine Tuesday afternoon and beyond with our lives. I hope she enjoys the long two years. We're no two and a half, three. They're almost out. One can hope. Anyhow, uh, let's talk about today's topic, Hunter. Yes. And what's funny about this episode is that, what, a month ago, this episode would have been verboten? Yes. We would not... I think, Go ahead. I think, I think less than a month, Facebook would have taken this off their platform yeah. for what we're going to talk about today. Right. And this, this is in a larger milieu of mistruths, controls, manipulations, outright lies that have been coming down from government agencies, news media, etc. Social media, especially, in regards to the veracity of claims about COVID, its prevention mechanisms, vaccine efficacy, its origins, etc. ad nauseum. And I think kind of to center and ground that conversation, we're going to talk today about lab leak. Yes. Yeah. So, Hunter, you probably know a little bit more about this topic than I do. I, I have a feeling way back at the beginning of the pandemic that we briefly mentioned on one of our episodes the Wuhan Center for Virology. Yeah, I think we did. Um, it's It's one of those things that... In retrospect, it's always been a part of the conversation, right? Um, whether the lab was directly involved in the leaking of the virus or, or rather it was an animal that ate something nearby the lab or s then got into the meat market nearby. Like, it, it's always been in the conversation. Um, you know, I don't know if we've ever... I don't know... No, you and I ever said, yeah, the lab leak theory is legit, and that's that's definitely what happened. I don't think we've ever said that on this podcast. Um, I don't think we're going to say that today. Sure. But I, I think I think that's um, I think we probably mentioned it once or twice before. Well, I, I know I was talking to my friends about it way back in right. March, or you know, late March probably. Right. Just saying, like, okay, this is weird that this virus seems to have originated from this wet market and yes. literally a short walk down the road. There is, you know, one of China's main virology labs and Oh, by the way, they just so happen to be working on working on coronal viruses. Right. Right. Yeah. Which seemed to, or SARS, SARS strains, which is what COVID is. Yes. So that was a little bit weird. And then it kind of just went away. I mean, this was initially reported by a couple of agencies, right? And yeah. it just kind of fell off the map. And I didn't, I know I didn't realize initially that this was being artificially suppressed. I didn't realize that until months and months and months later that this, this had been designated as forbidden, forbidden ground. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was something just for like, discussing that you were kind of politely shooed out of uh 
talking circles, right? Or you weren't allowed to say it in the news. Facebook would take you down. YouTube would take you down. And this is kind of the whole thing we've seen around COVID-19, right? Is if you say something about the vaccines that isn't true, you know, Facebook will remove that post. If you say something not true about the way the diseases spread, right? About masking or things like that. Um, Facebook will get that, will take that down. Um, you know, all, all those things are affecting the messaging around this. There's been this very strange, uh, you know, what is verboten? What is allowed to be said ab about this topic? And the lab leak was one of the clearest things and stated over and over again. And one of the reasons for that, and we'll probably talk more about this, is the fact that Trump pushed it at first. Right. right? And was saying that it came from this lab, um, which is, you know... It's very it's this is another one of those things, you know, where the messenger matters. Right. Sure. Uh, if your messenger can speak clearly, then people will follow. But if people just want to react to everything he says because he's a jerk as saying, no, that can't be it. Well, sometimes you can have real consequences that actually result in hundreds of thousands of deaths if they're not taken seriously. And I think we can talk a little bit more about that. Well, uh, yeah, today. I think I think the messenger obviously matters. I will say that I don't think that Trump. No, I, I no, don't think I think that anybody put that in the wrong context. I don't think that anybody saying that by the time Trump was saying it would have had an effect. What does change is yes. how we how we react to China and the WHO. I that think that changes correct. pretty drastically. And it also that makes me wonder it makes me wonder because this was this was not forbidden back in March. This was like, oh, did you hear about this? A little weird, but here's maybe a little conspiratorial, but I'm seeing this headline, I'm seeing this little news snippet. It makes me wonder what we actually knew and what was what was artificial. You remember at the beginning of the pandemic, Hunter. Come down to Chinatown, lick a doorknob, kiss a right. lucky waving cat, right? There's right. no there's no risk. China says there's no human to human transmission. The WHO agreed with them. All of these things happened. Joe Biden held big rallies. Um, a lot of the candidates held big rallies. And and Trump did as well. Yep. And then all of a sudden it was, oh, you're a xenophobe for wanting to lock down travel. You yes. remember uh, the yes. entire presidential party called Trump a xenophobe for wanting to lock down. Well, what did he know? What did he know? Because there were there, and what did China know? Right. The, these right. are important questions, because the truth of the matter is not only should we have locked down when Trump said we should have done it. Two months earlier, most likely, right. and right. Or, or restricted travel. I, I don't mean lockdown, like shelter in place, like we've been doing since I guess I was born. But we should have shut down travel to foreign countries two months before that, quite possibly. Yes. And yes. and yet everyone was considering he was xenophobic. Then he says that, look, the Wuhan lab, Center for Virology is right there. They're working on these viruses. By the way, now we know that they were working with american grants do you think yes. we didn't know that back then i'm sure we did and so right. it just makes me wonder it, it not only does it make me wonder how important the messenger was but how important the counter messenger is how much of the counter message was was let me put it this way what all did we sacrifice in order to kill trump yes yeah that's a good point um and you know I, gonna i want to actually talk about that real quick because i just 
this this kind of puts it all in perspective. Um, I'm going to say Brett and Eric Weinstein a lot on those podcasts, just or because I think, as the liberals call them, Weinstein. Excuse me, Weinstein there. Uh, but this is this is Eric's tweet, and I think it just kind of sums up what you said really beautifully. One of the biggest problems in news today is how to reestablish public trust without going back to actual journalism with its pesky standards cumbersome ethics and boring fact-oriented culture and that just kind of shows you you know what did we lose trying to kill the messenger you know to to your point there um but there's some serious concerns uh with what happened in the early part of this virus um that china has a lot to answer for It, it it continues to look like um it continues to seem that you know this the virus did not this is going to sound a little intra- funny, but it doesn't seem this virus occurred naturally. Uh, it doesn't seem that it jumped from host to host to host. Uh, you know, it's very, very complicated for a virus to move from one organism to another organism, mm-hmm. right? It's different infrastructure to hack. It's not something that it's equipped to do, and so it has to be ready to jump to another host. You know, it has to be mutated in some way that makes it susceptible to the next host. The host then it has to be, you know, transmitted to that host, either eaten, spat upon, you know, some kind of fluid transfer, right? And then it has to actually infect that host and not be able to be rooted out by its own uh, infection control system. So there's a lot in play there, and none of that's been very clearly established that's happened with the uh, COVID-19, which is, which, you know, I don't know all the science surrounding that, but that is what the scientists I am following are telling me. Right. Um, so well, and, yeah. and you don't have to be an expert geneticist to understand why. So for sure. those of you who don't know what a virus is, it is effectively a strand of RNA. So you've got yes. two types of genetic material present in the body. You've got two two broad types, I should say. You've got deoxyribonucleic acid, and then whatever the other one is there's ribonucleic acid i think just rna um right uh, if those terms are wrong blame blame my ninth grade science teacher because i haven't needed them since so anyway you've got (laughs) dna and rna and uh you and these these acids what they are they're chains of bases effectively and dna is what stores your genetic code if you will it's the storage and rna is the transport so when you have these free bases sorry that sounded a lot like we were about to do crack we might (laughs) you've got these free bases floating around in your in your nucleus your your dna unzips from its double helix a part of that uh those bases are facing outwards so that the corresponding bases from RNA can attach to them. Those form a strand of RNA, and that RNA can go and then replicate more DNA. So mm. that's effectively how RNA works. What a virus is, it's a, it's a bit of RNA, which is technically not alive, right? It's just genetic material. Yeah. It's just an acid, right. or what we would call an acid, um, suspended in a lipid barrier of some sort, in fact, coronaviruses are considered coronaviruses because that lipid barrier is spiky. It looks like spiky. a crown or the corona of the sun or something like that. That's why we call them mm. coronaviruses. So they are they are in a lipid barrier and then able to be transformed. So really what the what a virus is doing when it's making you sick, it is it is in 
infesting your cells and using their, your little genetic factories inside your cells in order to replicate itself Correct. because it can't replicate itself on its own. So Correct. it's kind of hacking your, your genetic reproductive systems. Very That's interesting right. how it works. Yeah. So, yeah. so I very say Very interesting. Say, very, very not good for you. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and don't, I am not, I am not a geneticist. I know a little bit about the science, but you don't have to be an expert in the field to understand why jumping from host to host would be very difficult. We know that certain, certain organisms are far more susceptible to different diseases as compared to others, including viruses. And this can be for a multitude of reasons. One of the reasons is that antibodies, which literally try and dismantle viruses and their lipid barriers, you know, phagocytes, leukocytes, white blood cells, uh, are trying to destroy the lipid barriers and the, in the genetic information of, of pathogens, be they viruses or bacteria or whatever, when they enter your body. That's one reason you could have better, better antigens in your body if you're a certain type of organism, organism as opposed to another. One of the other ways is simply the length and type of genetic code. So that literally the definition genetically of a species is the number of pairs and the length of pairs of genes, right, of that genetic code. And there, of course, there's, there's abnormalities within a species, right? So it's not a perfect hard, fast rule. But species truly are differentiated from each other by the amount and number of pairs of genetic, genetic material. And so it's, it's plain to see that certain viruses with certain lengths of RNA chains might work better or worse in certain organisms. Right. Suffice to say, it's not, it's not simple. It's not without its complexities to jump from organism to organism. Now, it happens right. all the time, yes. but not all viruses are made for all organisms, suffice That's to say. Completely, that is completely correct, and it's, and it's a good point to teach people because it, this stuff is complicated, and when we're talking about origins, you know, essentially what I understand is that leaves a paper trail, right? It's like you will see in the virus itself where it's come from. Right. And that's the thing that I think we're having a hard time identifying. Right. Is what is the actual genetic makeup of this virus from the other uh, organisms it's infected before it came to humans? And that paper trail, so to speak, is not hasn't really been seen yet. Um, that, that's kind of my understanding of it so far. I want to go back just a little bit further, Christopher, to a point you were making earlier about, you know, come down to Chinatown, lick the doorknobs, hug everybody. You know, it's going to be fine. And then we saw the worst pandemic that mankind has ever experienced in the, you know, the more modern centuries, right? Um, and no, it's no Black Death, don't get me wrong, but it's pretty bad, right? And yeah, we depending on how you measure it. If correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's complicated math there, right? And you'd have to kind of pick what where you're starting from, but terrible all the same, right? Um, and the thing about that, I what I thought was so exciting about that moment was I was like, Finally, CRT is going to be shown for the fraud it is, right? Because here is a very, very, very clear moment where that thinking, right? You mean specifically the come down to Chinatown narrative that to shut down the barriers would be xenophobic. Yes. Yes. We're going to we're going to show how 
that lens to view this situation through was not sufficient. Yes, exactly. Right. And it was going to lead it was going to lead to actual real life death. Mm-hmm. And the thing I think that's so interesting now is now we live in this world of stop Asian hate, right? right. And it, 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 it's, it, it just shows, you know, this is something I think, too, that happened is like for like three weeks, everybody was cool with each other. And then it was pretty much, uh, yeah, masks don't do anything slash masks are our savior. You know, we very quickly went into our tribal camps and it just unfortunately even pandemics have not been able to break the political barrier in the United States, which is unfortunate. You know, it's it's just added misery, I guess, to the already miserable situation. Yeah, well, and we've talked about this too, but there's a lot of religious zealotry that's going on, not not codified scientific fact, right? Um, yes. And we see this in a bunch of different areas. The masks do nothing. The masks do everything. Crowd, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Fauci himself made that much much worse by saying he told the noble lie. Um, right. Which, yeah. By the way. If you think it's the government's job to tell the noble lie, you deserve to die first when the gulags come. <laughs> Seriously. It's such a sick way to live your life. Um, and it's antithetical to the American spirit and the American founding documents. I want to jump in right there, Chris, because I, yeah. I had a conversation with someone over this past weekend, and we were talking about the CDC, and I didn't think about this while we were having the conversation because, honestly, it, it's I think it's because it seems so obvious to me that I just didn't have the ability to put it in words. But talking about the noble lie that Fauci told, like, don't get masks, and the CDC saying there's no need to get masks, right? Well, that that's one time where the CDC clearly got it wrong. And Fauci clearly got it wrong, whether they were knowing they're lying or were saying something because they just, you know, whatever it was, they thought it was the right health policy at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the thing about that is the person I was talking to said, well, you know, when the science changes and reveals new information to to you, you respond differently. And and me and kind of my um, just kind of struck so beside myself that I didn't really know how to respond. But the answer to that is this. Why in the world do doctors and nurses and everybody else who has who has an infection wear, wear a face mask when they're operating or anytime they're in the hospital around an infectious disease, right? Right. It, it, it's so, so obvious that that was something we should have been doing from the beginning. You know, and I and I think I can see what you're thinking, too, to some extent, is, you know, cloth masks are practically worthless. They should have been surgical masks, you know, and I, and I agree with you, and I understand all that. But but my point being to is just To say that the there's f- no efficacy is obviously untrue. To say exactly. that there's maximal efficacy is obviously not true. Right, I mean, but the... Right. Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, no, but I just want to I just want to drive this point home is that it was scientifically irresponsible to tell people that wearing not wearing masks had no effect on their health right mask surgical masks and all those qualifiers do work they do help s- slow the spread and if you are a person that believes in science if you are a person that believes in you know research if you're a person that believes in the scientific process you should look at the CDC and say they were willing to lie to me about clearly established science because it benefited them. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Well, right. And and I think the psychology of that, if you break it down, is that the your apparent wearable adherence, not mm. to the science, but to the CDC guidelines, served yes. you too. 
I think yes. that that actually benefited you and benefited a lot of the weakness of people, benefited a lot of, of man's darker nature and their, their insane desire to be a hero <laughs> and mm. to let everyone else know that they were a hero. You very rarely mm. see someone dedicated to a mask who isn't also dedicated to dunking on their family and friends um, because, because they changed their mind. Here's another little thing about the scientific method and the scientific process that I think is worth going into uh, as we make our way back to, to lab leak. The scientific method and the scientific pro- process are agnostic. Yes. They don't care about the conclusion. Right? Just like, oh no, it's xenophobic to stop travel from China. But actually China is the epicenter of a major disease that we know very little about. Now it turns out it wasn't, you know, it wasn't scarlet fever like we thought it was, but it was quite, it was quite bad. Um, yeah. I've got some friends who have it right now and they're not having a good time. They're fine, but you know, it's not fun. Um, sure. That, that, li- that line of reasoning partnered with no we can't have any any more questions about this we can't have any more discussion about this no we have to follow the science okay well hold on a minute because the science is dedicated to the idea that all questions should be asked yes and then we go with the data but that's not what you're doing you're telling people to follow the science meanwhile you're telling them you can't ask the question and there were a lot of people responsible for this including politicians including mainstream media including social media so when people say dumb things and i truly mean insanely dumb things like well when the science changes we we change our behavior in response to the masking issue right no the science did not change what changed is what you were allowed to do what changed was what was inside and outside the overton window and that kind of limp noodle pathetic defense to that that insane egregious government overreach is yes. well it, it's it's generated by unbelievable ignorance and or willful willful denial of your rights willful denial of your own decision making apparatus one of the two yeah and i think that you know there there's something about well, I'm a person that believes in science and there's a person and then there's, you know, I really follow the science, you yeah. know, and 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 I think I think that believe is the word I wanted you to hone in there. Right? Well, well, yeah, because it's like, what, what do you mean by believe? And it's so essential to answer that question. I think a lot of people believe that it will save them. I mean, they believe mm-hmm. that it's it's their answer. But when they say the science, do they mean the data? Do they mean the findings? Or do they mean that they believe that they will get what they want karmically or cosmically if they behave in the way that the betters of the scientific community dictate to them? Yes. That's a really and you- important... It, it, and it's funny that we couch this in, in religious iconographic language constantly. Mm, mm-hmm. You know... Mm-hmm, follow mm-hmm. believe trust have faith you know honor the doctors it's just like it's a it's a really weird new religion i agree and i think the thing that people need to remember about science is 
you know, you know, you've done science when what you didn't want to happen happened and you couldn't disprove it. Yeah. Like that, that, that's when you know you've actually participated in the scientific method, so to speak. And the thing too, when you hear this consensus and this thing too around science and you know, that what that means is, you know, when something's peer reviewed, which is like the ultimate way to be accepted in our scientific culture, right? Mm-hmm. What that means is everybody agreed that that was what was right. Sure. That's not new science. That's not new ground. That's yeah. not new. That's not new anything. That is accepted by the culture itself on what it is acceptable to think. Right. 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 And 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 that's not to say peer review isn't useful. It's not to say that. It's just to say that you know the that's not the interesting part about science. That's not where science lives. And if you are just going to always listen to what the culture tells you, you can think. Right. Because, you know, to some extent is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Then you will fall into this trap into having science dictated to you by the people that run the culture. And that's those are those are two different things. And they're very easy to confuse in our day and age. You're Um, totally right, Hunter. And it's interesting that you bring that up. I didn't I wasn't thinking about this when we were talking about the topic for tonight's episode. I was actually talking about a different issue and talking about, you know, statistics which statistics a lot of the time is a distillation of the science, right? Science is an observation, experimentation, right. introducing of variables, limiting of others, and recording of the outcomes. This is yes. all that science is. Yeah. It's actually not something you can believe in. It's a process yes. that you can engage in. Um, yes, and then exactly. the data that comes out of it is something that you choose to you choose to behave according to or in contravention of. But the science is agnostic to that. It doesn't care whether you believe or not. I was talking to another individual about this and I said a very similar, I made a very similar point, which he said there is scientific consensus on this topic. The, the case is closed. We're actually talking about uh, transgender hormones for, for youth. And he was coming out from the other side. Really nice guy, actually. We had a great conversation and I think he's a reasonable, a reasonable guy. But I mentioned to him several times that he kept saying that we should listen to the doctors. The opinions are in, you know, they know more about this than we do. And I was like, well, no, actually, you can just read the study for yourself. They published right. their findings. And what yep. we're seeing a lot of times in some of these these completely ascientific modes that are being given general consensus by the scientific community, things like uh, going against the sexual dimorphism of mammals in the human species and saying that there's a difference between a human or a male body and a male brain and all of these obviously verifiably false things and when i say verifiably false i mean that there is more evidence biologically speaking from the for the sexual dimorphism of humans there's more statistical factual anecdotal empirical evidence for that fact than there is for like literally any other fact in the history of biology bar none period yeah. is what yeah, i mean right. by that and yet right. the scientific consensus is well you know there it's probably not bad to block the hormones of children if they're feeling like they want to wear a dress to school today right that's the scientific consensus but what you'll see yeah. is happening and by the way this happens in the critical race theory papers too, the implicit associations test implicit bias is the they'll publish one study it will be taken out of context everybody will peer review it everybody will quote it no one will rerun the experiments and that becomes the scientific consensus it's a logical fallacy for a reason and you should read you should read the actual underlying data and study the underlying data because two things appeal to the majority logical fallacy appeal to authority 
logical fallacy. And there's a reason that we study these classical logical fallacies. It's not because yep. they're always wrong. A lot of times the experts are right. And a lot yes. of times the majority yes. is right. Of yes. course. Yes. However, that Gravity is not is a logical real. proof. That's right. a theory. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> not a logical proof. That doesn't make you right. And, and mm. to use it in mm. an argument. So this is the conversation I was having with this individual. Much the same way, Hunter. The, the CDC told us so. So yes. that's the science. To treat their word as the scientific data. Yes. And not the not empirical all. evidence as the scientific data is not following yes. the scientists. It's following a high priest. Yes. And you can't say then that you are abiding in or outside of the outcomes of the data all you're making is an appeal to authority which you're allowed to do in your life live your life man do what you need to do but if you want to have a conversation about scientific empiricism you cannot yes. base your point your point of view on authority or consensus you're not talking yeah. about science then you're talking about a a personality contest Yes. Which you yeah. and you can abide in that. If you believe that Dr. Fauci will deliver you from evil, follow what he says. He lies to you and then he admits it a couple of months later. But regardless, follow him wherever he wants to go. I'm not saying you can't make that decision. I'm saying it has nothing to do with science. Right. You're not a right. scientist or a follower of the science if you do that. Yes. That yeah, and we we should know this, you know, that's one of the things I think COVID has made it so clear to me in so many ways. And also just my research, like into MK ultra and things like that, sure. too, which MK ultra just basically makes you go, everything's a lie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but, and I, I tone that down, but, but I mean, COVID-19 is the clearest example of the experts told us things and they were wrong. Now it's also the clearest example of the experts. And I mean, big pharma when I'm talking here saved us from the, one of the worst disasters mankind ever has ever seen, mm -hmm. you know? And so, it's it's about it's about you know i don't know exactly what it is to say but it's something about you know like testing your experts you know maybe that's a good way to put it and seeing what mm -hmm. they can actually do and you know uh, one I'm, of the things i'm just gonna say i i the worst disaster i you know i don't 100 percent agree with that but i understand what point you're making right i'm trying to just i'm trying to put it in the fact that you know a lot of people have died which is terrible. Uh, right? Yeah. Well, a and lot of a lot of people have died, but in addition to that, the median age of COVID death is seventy eight years old, and the median age of in the United States is seventy eight years old. Well, yes, but so it's it's two things, right? It's one the fact that a lot of people have died. It's another fact that we have another uh, virus that now exists in the world that will continue to kill more and more people. Right. And yeah. then it's also the fact that the spike protein appears to have like long term damage to people's lung tissue, which is also really bad. Right. Potentially. We you know, that's that's a good thing to qualify. But we're and one thing this is one thing I actually learned, too. The data's not in on this perfectly, but it also appears that the vaccine can have the same effect on your lung tissue because it uses the same lipid barrier to transmit COVID-19 into your body. And it's actually the spike protein that they're beginning to see has the ability to damage not the virus itself. Hmm. which is insane. Now that's not now this is science. That's not proven. That's one study that looked at that and saw that happen. Yeah. Right? That's the difference you can get from me telling you what's going on than is than is uh what your uh uh doctor in chief has told you so far, mm -hmm. right? So but so there's important things to do about but like 
if all that exists in the world, it's not good. You know, it's just the it's sure. just the easiest thing sure. to say. Well, the, if it, I, I guess my point is, if it wasn't this, it would be something else. This is not something that has sure. reduced yeah, life expectancy in America at all. Now, other no, countries with no. a less robust healthcare system, mm, that's not so much true. I'm talking that's about true. in America mostly there. I, I hear what you're saying. I think that makes sense. Um, but yeah, we've just been systematically lied to. We've been uh, we've been told that we're being we're following science, right? Which is the best way we have of discerning a reality, right? A, you know, objective reality. And we're being told by the people who hold those positions essentially falsehoods. And that should give us a lot of pause and a lot of reason to assess those. And like Eric was saying about journalism needing to come back, well, we need science back in these institutions to, you know, people that will actually act like scientists mm -hmm. instead of saying what is politically palatable. Uh, you know, we saw the CDC adjust their the guidelines based on what the teacher unions wanted. We saw that happen in real time. Go ahead. That's something I want to jump into, Hunter, because I think this brings us back to Lab Leak. And you'll yeah. remember a couple of weeks ago we were discussing this. Um, about some masking guidelines that we're holding on. I don't think we did an episode since when they updated Biden, the Biden administration and the CDC after a terrible week in news for Joe Biden, by the way, updated their masking guidelines to be like, oh yeah, you don't need masks anymore. But what was yeah, so incredible yeah. about that is it was illegal to say, <laughs> not truly illegal, but it was forbidden to say they would take you off YouTube, they would de-boost you on Facebook, they would de-boost you on Twitter. If you said that, no, you don't have to wear a mask indoors. Uh, that was, that was... If you're vaccinated. Yeah, they, they drop, if you're vaccinated, they drop a a big warning on your videos. They would sometimes take your videos down. They, you weren't allowed to make these points. Which, by the way, is one of the most insane, like, anti-vaxxer nonsense I've ever heard. In yes. that they're saying, oh, the vaccines work, but they don't really work. Uh, yes, crazy stupid thing to say for healthcare professionals regardless of that then a week later like i said after a particularly bad week for joe biden it's like oh well actually guess what now you can take off the mask all of a sudden influx of videos and tweets and oh i feel so free this is for the first time did the vaccine change i'm sorry but did all. the vaccine that went into everybody's arm reconstitute itself hmm. did we learn something radically new did they quote any studies in that briefing? Yes, they did. But when were they published? Months before. Mm. And they even included some of the studies from Israel that we've mentioned before on the show. Yeah. From yeah, months, right. months before. That's right. So did the science change? It didn't. No. The observations didn't change. But then you'll have limp-wristed noodle arms come out and say, well, will the science change so we changed our behavior? No, the science didn't change. What right. we were allowed to talk about changed. And, the, yes. and our personal liberties changed because our overlords needed more smiles. Mm. But, but no, the science didn't change. The vaccine didn't change. Okay, lab leak. Did the science of the virus change in the past couple minutes, in the past couple weeks? Did, did the genetic sequence modify itself to where all of a sudden species to species transmission made less sense did the facts on the ground change did the genetic structure change what changed why why were we desperate to censor the lab leak hypothesis as xenophobic and racist back under trump 
And now it's perfectly fine to talk about. And Fauci, who has come out and said, that's preposterous, couldn't have happened. Now he's allowed to come out and say, well, it's totally reasonable. It's, it's quite possible. We should investigate. What happened? What changed? I'll tell you one thing. It for damn sure wasn't the science. Right. Exactly. It was probably the journalism. It was probably the optics. It was probably the government. It's probably the regime. It's probably the party. It's probably the narrative. But it wasn't the damn science. Yeah. Period. And this is a huge problem. And let's talk about why. If this did leak from a lab... A lab, by the way, that had funding, U.S. grant funding, to perform science there. Mm -hmm. It is exceptionally likely that that lab was engaging in this, the specific type of test. which Gain-of-function research? Yeah, gain-of-function gain of test. Which, to explain, is effectively where we enhance certain yep. qualities of a virus yep. or of a disease so that we can exaggerate its its characteristics and therefore make counteractions to those characteristics more easily yep. so you you turbocharge it you see where its vulnerabilities are in a hot, sharper relief and then you're able to target them more effectively gain of function research um here's one of the problems smart idea on paper on paper the grants that were going to Wuhan's lab specifically forbade gain-of-function research. Now, I'm not saying that it definitely happened. I'm saying that it seems quite likely. And, and hmm. here's another crazy thing, too, Hunter. And talk about believing in the science. If you found a blue egg, okay? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And you happen to find it at a market 100 yards, one football field, away from the only blue egg factory in the entire county. Right. Would it be reasonable to say, I bet this blue egg came from the blue egg factory? Yes. In fact, it would be probable. It would be a great place to start looking, which yes. is exactly yes. what we started to do back in March, right? Mm -hmm. However, we found a coronavirus... A particularly transmissible coronavirus a hundred yards away from a lab that was currently testing had grants to test SARS variants and coronaviruses and we were not allowed to ask the question on social media is there a connection right right is this, and, and the is thing this that's going so on here the thing that's so infuriating about that Christopher is like you know, it's it's like if I picked up a rock and I said, huh, did this come from Neptune? Like, you're 100% able to tell me at that point, you're a crazy person. Yeah. Statistically, you know? that's nonsense. Right. And it's the same thing that Twitter basically said to everybody. It was like, you're ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. When it's like, you know, if it's, it's like I walked into my backyard, I picked up a rock, and I said... I wonder if this came from my neighbor's yard, you know? And it's like, well, sure, it's not 100% that it came from my neighbor's yard, but it's more than, it's probably more than 10%. You know what I mean? It's, and I'm able to think It could be quite probable. That. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, and, it wasn't and it's a like, preposterous claim. 
it wasn't a preposterous claim, and everything we know about science would tell us that it's somewhat probable, right? Mm -hmm. Who knows what percent it is? And the thing is, we can't know how probable it is until we're allowed to ask the question, right. until we're allowed to begin looking at it, until we're allowed to begin digging, uh, digging that apart. And so, like, that is science. Science is saying, here are all the possible things that could be happen. Let me research, and then I can assign probabilities to those until I can prove all of them can't happen except one. That, that, that's science. That's following the science. Following the science yes. is, is following the questions. No matter yes. where they lead. That's yes. actually what following the science is. Following the yes. science is never reaching a conclusion and stopping and pointing and screeching at it like it's the Ten Commandments and banging banging the stone tablet into everybody's head who doesn't yeah. who doesn't draw from that data the same conclusions that you draw. That's not following mm. the science, you shrieking nematodes. Following mm. the science is always asking the next question. Yeah. And always yeah. allowing for the next question to be asked. Science much like journalism, is often boring. It's often yes. mundane. It's often, we don't know. It's often the conclusion. And like the old adage goes, you answer one question and 11 more appear in its place. This idea that we will reach the end of science, that we will exhaust the knowledge of the universe, the idea that we could make things right if only we had more knowledge. All of it is untrue. There are intractably more problems and more questions to solve now than there ever have been. And that's not right. a bad thing. We live far more comfortable lives. I'm not saying that there's not a benefit. I'm saying that these people have a disdain for science. What they have a, a zealous love for is the religion of science Yep. Like you would see on a Facebook, I, I effing love science page. That's right. what they like. It is, it has become their identity. It is the woke superstructure. It is the, it is the cult of belief that empowers people to believe things that are obviously not true. Yeah. And, and we, you know, CRT trans transitioning for children, the gay brain, you know, the, these, these, it, this, I was having this conversation this week too. There's no phenotypic or genotypic isolations of homosexuality. However, we have seen many times that there's behavior-driven um, activities that lead to increased homosexuality. For one, promiscuous um, behavior as a teen or a promiscuous mother can lead to increased homosexuality. So when I say that, that homosexuality, which I don't have a, a, a seen problem with uh, from a political point of view, when I say homosexuality is is certainly influenced by uh by behavior you know by nurture if you will well that's you're a bigot that's anti-science you know it's like no actually the only good data is in on my side and i'm not saying that i know everything about genes i'm just saying or you, that that's you, conclusive yeah i'm also saying that you can't show me a single phenotype right now that that is a gay gene that predicts homosexual sure. behavior you can't because sure. it doesn't exist sure. yet. Now, sure. we might sure. find it, but there's no data that exists there right now. So ask the, oh, ask the question. Ask the question. I'm yeah. happy for you to ask the question. This is the exact same thing when you talk about like a male and a female brain. It's like, well, I checked the chromosomes in those neurons. Turns yeah. out 
turns out there's an X and a Y. Yeah. I don't exactly. know what to do about that. And, yeah. But I want to take this to... There's oh, a ton ahead. of... There, I mean, sexual dimorphism, like I was saying, there's a lot of research you have to overcome, folks. A lot. Exactly. So I want to take this to the point, Christopher, that I think is like the the thing that matters to all this, right? Okay. And, and like I, the the actual, you know, okay, so this all happened. We were lied to. There were costs. Blah 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 blah. What what is? Why does it matter if this came from the lab, right? We don't know definitively, but but the evidence continues to ratchet up the probability on the lab leak and reduce the probability on the other solutions, right? Mm-hmm. It's the leading theory right now, so to speak. Um, so why does it matter? Well. If it does turn out that China knew about this virus and had data on it and was working on it for all this time. By the way, you know what's really interesting about this uh, virus possibly coming from lag? You guys really need to go listen to Brett Weinstein's podcast, uh, The Dark Horse. He talks about this. He's been talking about the COVID-19 virus repeatedly on his show, and he's done a great job. It's where yeah. a lot of my information is coming he's from. he's no right-winger also. Like, he thinks no, like— he isn't. like gay polar bear sexual predators should be given free yoga or whatever. I don't know. He's a lefty is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so yeah, exactly. I think. Um, and so, and his, um, you, you know, um, his point being to say, well, I'm getting this information from him is what was what I was trying to say, but he, you know, if China knew about this and they knew what the virus was and they had it, in their lab, right? Um, this is the point I wanted to make. It seems like one of the uh, one of the things that leads to us believing this was in a lab is because it's extremely effective at spreading indoors and extremely ineffective at spreading outdoors. Mm. That shows us something that has evolved to its environment, right? Yeah. So it's it's so there you go. But if China knew about this and they knew what the virus was and they could have alerted the international community that this was a real virus. The vaccine companies, when they learned that this was a thing, had the code for the vaccine developed within a week in January. Well, they had they had the genetic sequencing. Yes. The, they, they could have had it much sooner, but they already had the genetic sequencing. I mean, they had the genetic sequencing back in March anyhow. But that might have right. been... Well, okay, here's the other side of that coin. There were three people at the Wuhan Center for Virology that were sick to to get with some out. type of unknown vi- unknown virus back this in like true. what November? I think it was right. no- so November, this- and it was it was covered up on the international stage. The WHO didn't mention it, and this is now we're talking about in March when it's obvious that something's going wrong in Wuhan. The Chinese government hid that fact, and so did the WHO, and so did the CDC, and so did all of these investigative agencies. Well, the CDC basically said. Well, they told us everything was fine, right? And we trust China for some reason because we're ridiculous. Regardless, there there were some potentially some cases all the way back in November. Yes. Which means that we could have absolutely avoided this entire conflict if China was willing to take a small hit to a local economy instead of instead of plunging the world economy down into a, a mild but but not insignificant depression. We could have had the we could have had the vaccines months before, is what this means, which the hundreds of thousands of lives that would have been saved by that, right? Mm-hmm. Is it, it, well, one, you know, d- does that rest on China's doorstep to some extent? You know, not all of them for certain, but a lot of them. Yeah, you know, especially for getting this out, and it, 
if it did if it did come from that lab and you know just the amount of suffering that's been caused by that one cover-up and then the fact that you know everybody tried to tell us that didn't happen and if it did they are monstrous enemies of the international world right mm. at, at at the sake of protecting their own face right and we deserve to know that we deserve to we deserve to have journalists we deserve to have scientists we deserve to have political leaders we deserve to have center for disease control heads that will push foreign countries who make those mistakes who look into that stuff who tell the the world that that has happened if that's what happened right I, but I would if say, we had people i would say slightly differently less we deserve it and more more why aren't we, we should demand expect it? it why aren't we demanding it it's not something sure. that we're owed right but but there's something we should ex- it's something we should absolutely demand of the people in those positions yes right it's something it's something that we have a right to demand of those of our elected officials right and and i think what i'm trying to to say is you know if we didn't do that because politics and because crt we have a huge license to doubt our betters and our experts and our politicians Absolutely. and we should cash that check and, right and, now and here here's where it gets more insidious because i agree with you hunter the playing field the the bank slot through which you might slip that check is eternally narrowing yeah insider from facebook came out last week with project veritas james o'keefe and they're assigning a vaccine hesitancy score to posts and users effectively by doing machine learning and keyword searches they and he published he published internal documents from facebook and was fired for his trouble the uh, i think his name's dylan if i'm not mistaken the insider who came forward with this information he was on Carl, Tucker Carlson show, what, a couple nights ago? They use ML and manual reviewers and keyword searches to determine if your post causes direct or indirect vaccine hesitancy. Wow. Then they score, they score you between zero and one as to whether or not the post promotes vaccine hesitancy. And then they assign you as a user a score from zero to five based on wow. your risk for sharing vaccine hesitant material. Hmm. So even things like I feel I just got my second vaccine and I feel awful. I'm sick. I'm throwing up might be scored insanely high as a vaccine hesitant post oh. because it would dissuade people from getting the vaccine. Right. Here's the issue. That is not Facebook's idea. That is a precept put forward directly from the woke cult of yes. cultural sensitivity. Yes, yes. That yes. is and not it, it, scientific. It's our... Yeah, that that's it's not a science. It's not following the science. Hmm. It is listening to the precepts of people who, especially in light of what we've seen about the lab leak hypothesis and hmm. the mask. Cha- the changes to mask guidelines, the fungibility of school openings based on the, the wants of the teachers' unions, we see that the data and therefore the best interests of us are not in their top 
priority. It's worse it, than that. They're willing to play with your right. life for your for their interests and their priorities. And they don't care about your survival. They don't care about your future. They don't care about any of it as long as their message gets carried out. And the whole time, you'll repeat them like an idiot chirping yes. parrot because yes. you think it makes you a more erudite person. It makes you an imbecile. It, it makes you a pathetic loser is what it makes you. And I'm not saying not to agree with people when they're right just because of their title. I'm saying to just simply go with their guidelines and not your own brain and your own lying eyes makes you a pathetic beta wimp loser is what it makes you. Hmm. So. FNX fit? No, no. Uh, <laughs> close. <laughs> <sighs> you, need, you, you bastards need it. <laughs> so, take all that information. Know that this isn't about the science. It's about the, the woke commandments that Dr. Fauci is sharing. You're right, because they change whenever he and the CDC decide, oh, guess what? Uh, now you don't need masks anymore. Did you have a new study come out? Nope. Okay, and then the, the outlets for the dissemination of information simply imbibe those hook, line, and sinker and use algorithms and, and algorithmic methods to control what you are allowed to say about them. Not in a, sorry, this post won't go up right now, because here's the thing. If you get assigned a high score as a poster or as an individual comment, what they do is they derank you. Mm. Oh, they'll they'll push your content lower and lower in feeds, lower and lower in threads, so that other people cannot see what you're posting. And that's whether you're or not you're going out there and saying, "Don't get the vaccine; it's a hoax. 5G gives you gives you butt cancer." Or if you're saying, "Oh man, that second shot hurt quite a bit." They're they're not even letting you know what the expectations are, hmm. right? They hmm. don't trust that you can make a decision for yourself. And here's why. Because they don't want you to make a decision for yourself. Mm -hmm. They want you to make a decision for their religion. Their mm -hmm. religion is wokeism. It's yamulka is the, is the face mask. And, and I'm not saying that there's not a time to wear a face mask. But, right. but if you're going to wear a face mask and then go to a restaurant and take it off and eat, you're a moron and a hypocrite, period. It, didn't, it doesn't do you any good. Right. Okay. So they will push those precepts directly down to you, and then they will control the narrative from behind the scenes. And they do not want you to make a decision for yourself they want you to make a decision in line with the wokists, in line with woke scripture, in line with woke commandments and woke teachings because they truly believe in a world where he who is right is he with whom the most agrees. Hmm. And they'll, they'll steal it from you if they can't take it from you or can't demand it from you. And that's what's happening at Facebook right now. So the lab leak hypothesis matters a whole lot because it, it was being removed from social media for months and now it's back in the public sphere and guess what had nothing to do with the science it had and, everything and to do with propping up a fake xenophobic uh propping up an attack that D donald trump was being xenophobic when he most certainly wasn't and we might have paid for it in blood and you weren't even allowed to ask 
science. That's that's the th- that's the thing that's that you know is even if lab leak isn't real and it there's it doesn't look it looks less and less likely that that's true but if it is it's quite right? it's entirely possible that that it's not true it's entirely Correct. possible it's entirely possible then the f- the fact that your betters wouldn't let you ask the question is a tragedy yeah. in and of itself yeah um uh but and, and there's look, no, there's nothing more cuckold than thinking that the federal government's job is to tell you the noble lie yes that's that's exactly right um so don't get the vaccine get protein powder uh we got you... we are totally demonetized from everything <laughs> <laughs> exactly right uh you can except punch for fnx night. fnx fits like yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you want to. I mean, like, you can punch COVID-19 so hard that it won't infect you or your family. Uh, That was a paper I read uh, by John Cena. Um, So you can trust that. While he was being held gingerly in a a small cottage in in Wuhan. Exactly right. Uh, So, yeah, no, go to fnxfit.com, show them some love. Use the link carpooling slash fnxfit. Carpooling.com slash fnx will get you there. Missed, and I then you can the use checkout code carpooling for 15% off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you can eat some gummies. They've got some sleeping powder. they got some fish oil if you want to work on that heart. Uh, you know, all good stuff there. All things that are going to get you in shape. They also have, um, you know, some athletic wear. If you want, like, a very comfortable flannel shirt, they can help you out. If you want a very comfortable uh, tank top for a lady, they can get you there. Tank top so go for check a lady? Out. Yeah, yeah. That's it's too like risque a- for my blood, Hunter. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to I didn't know this that. show know. was going to be so sexy. It's made our Ooh. listeners bashful. <laughs> They're blushing. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Carl Poland. You can find me at Emotional Carl, Chris at Chris X Carl. Uh, you can find the email to sh- the, you can email the show at carlpoling at gmail.com. Go see our website, carpoling.com. There's a Facebook page, Carpool Show. Give us a five star review on iTunes. If it's four stars, call our contact or our, our helpline. Mm-hmm. They can uh, work with your problem to get that bumped up to a five star. Yeah. One star, we don't want to hear from you. So just uh, delete the show, delete your phone, and delete your life. Get out of here. <laughs> delete, we don't want to have anything to do. Delete your life. FNXFit.com. Delete your life with protein. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. Man, Chris, it was a good show. Good times talking about the science. We don't get to do that often enough. It's one of our passions, so I I really enjoyed it. Can I tell you one Um, small story before we leave? Yeah, of course. Every time. So my buddy, I went to his house over Labor or Memorial Day weekend. He's Mm -hmm. a he's a nurse uh, Mm. or an EMT. One of them. I don't know. He can probably do it all. Anyhow, it was pretty late. It's like probably one in the morning, and he had an extra uh, extra test kit lying around at COVID nineteen. He's like he's like. Hey, lean your head back. And so I just want to let everyone know, man, I, you know, do as I say and as I do. Very late at night on Saturday, I got tested.
I hate this show. 